when I record a great episode one night, you know, because I recorded, well, I finished recording the show last night at about 3 a.m., right? 10 a.m. I wake up, I get the news, a trade goes down. Then a coach gets fired. Then a coach gets hired with all within a 12 hour period. All right, this is your boy. This is your motherfucking boy. This is King Known Uncensored. And the name of this episode is You're Fired. (laughs) Because, man, we are going to talk about this. It's a lot of, uh, we got a lot for the main event. We got a lot for the main motherfucking event. But let's get to first things first on the board. Terry Rozier is now an official member of the Miami Heat. Yeah, buddy. All right, so the Miami Heat traded Kyle Lowry in a 2027 first-round pick to the Charlotte Hornets for Terry Rozier. Now, honestly, this trade helps both teams. Now, let's start with what I think about Miami. This gives Miami a starting point guard, a younger point guard, to take the pressure off of Jimmy, Bam, and Tyler Hero. I mean, if they start this lineup of Rosier Hero, Butler, Hotkes Jr., and Bam, look out. Now, how do I think that this helps Miami? It helps Miami a lot. Now Hero got somebody in the backcourt that he can depend on. That way he don't have to take 20, 21, 22 shots a game. But I love the move. I think that the Heat, 
officially tie themselves up with Miami for like the fourth best team in the East right now. Because I don't think they're better than Milwaukee, Boston, or Philly right now. But Miami remains relevant and in the mix for winning the East, in my opinion. Sometimes, you know, I mean, I understand that the Heat wanted Donovan Mitchell, but sometimes you don't even have to get Donovan Mitchell. You can make a small, low-key move like this to bring in a young, hungry player. Terry Rozier been balling on the Hornets. I know the Hornets suck and all that, but on Miami... Miami could give one of those top teams, Boston or Milwaukee, a seven-game series with this acquisition. I still feel like Miami isn't done. I think they need to go get a certified six-man. I mean, I think Malcolm Brogdon, I think that's a guy that they should look into. They have the assets to go get him. They can't get no star player. So what they have to do is build up their bench. Um, let's look at Charlotte Hornets. Now, the Charlotte Hornets could use a veteran presence such as Kyle Lowry, who hustles. You know what I'm saying? Kyle Lowry, he's not the best defensive player, but he draws charges. He dies for loose balls, pause. Um, he can hit open three-pointers. He's still a true point guard. One of the few left. And Laurie's probably going to, uh, I don't know. I don't think he's going to start over LaMelo, but maybe they move LaMelo to the two guard and start Laurie at the point. Who knows? But from what I'm hearing from the streets is the Hornets are looking to hold on to Kyle Laurie to use in another trade. Before the trade deadline on February 8th, which is the God's birthday, the King Gnome's birthday. Y'all understand what I'm saying? What a better day to have the trade deadline on than my actual birthday. The Hornets have no immediate buyout, immediate plans to work on a buyout with Lowry and expected to see if they can work another trade for him before the trade deadline. So, yeah. I mean, obviously Miami wins this deal. They get a young 24, 25-year-old player still in his prime. And now he's on a team where he doesn't have to do as much scoring and it's less pressure on him. All right, let's move on. The Los Angeles Lakers have internally discussed the possibility of packaging three first-round picks to pursue a trade with Donovan Mitchell or Trey Young. Newsflash. Um, Lakers, you are not getting Donovan Mitchell or Trey Young. Now, DeJounte Murray sounds more realistic. I could see the Lakers maybe getting Murray. And that's a big maybe because a lot of teams are interested in Murray. That's why I'm kind of a little bit shaky about the Lakers landing him. Despite the Lakers having the best odds, all they need to include is a third team. And 
It's been 24 hours since that has been announced. And either they couldn't find a third team or they gave up on the trade. Because now they're talking about bigger stars. The Lakers don't need three stars. They just don't. I mean, Laker culture, I do understand. They did. They had Magic, Kareem, and Worthy and all that. I get it. But they've won championships with Kobe and Shaq, Kobe and Gasol. You know, they've won with uh, Elgin and... Well, well, I say Elgin. Well, not Elgin. Elgin was gone. They won with Jerry and Wilt Chamberlain. I do understand that the Laker culture is all about making big trades... And going over the luxury tax and all that. So, I don't think that it's possible for the Lakers to land... Uh, 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 Donovan Mitchell or Trey Young. It's impossible. Even if they do have three first-round picks. I mean, you could fool Atlanta maybe and get Trey Young, but I'm telling you now, that's not going to work. Because Trey Young going to be jacking shots up like uh, Russell Westbrook was doing in the NBA Finals. And then LeBron's going to want him traded <laughs> the next season. And then you wasted three first-round picks for nothing. You did a similar deal to bring Russell Westbrook over to the Lakers, and it didn't work. So what makes you think that Trey Young would work in L.A.? I don't see it happening. Now, Mitchell could be a better fit alongside them, but Mitchell don't play no defense. He's not a defensive player like that. And then trading D'Lo for one of these guys, they don't, I don't know if they want D'Lo like that. Lakers are better off just keeping D'Angelo Russell, if you ask me. But I don't see this shit happening. Now an update on Kevin Porter Jr. Check this out. So, former Rockets player Kevin Porter Jr. has reached a plea agreement of reckless assault in the third three, third degree and harassment in the second degree involving his case with former girlfriend and WNBA player Kaiser Gondesrick. Gondrezic, I'm sorry. In a Manhattan criminal court, according to his lawyers. Upon successful completion of the program, after a year, Porter Jr. will be allowed to withdraw the, the plea to assault, according to his lawyers. So basically, Kevin Porter Jr. got... A slap on the wrist. It doesn't seem like he's going to do any jail time. So, in my opinion, I think that NBA teams should go after him. He's been cleared. He's been cleared of of, of felonies. He's not going to jail. Although he's been charged, I think the the NBA should just give him a 10 to 15 game suspension and a team should sign him. I truly think, and I kind of knew that this was going to happen at some point. I kind of knew. 
I kind of knew that because the case was just way too quiet. It got way too quiet out here in these streets. And then, you know, Gondet, uh, uh, Gondrezic didn't want to press no charges. A lot of victims like to protect their abuser. Now, Porter Jr. may have not beat her as bad as the initial report says, but I truly think that he did put his hands on her and has done this before. But the lady didn't press charges and she said that he didn't touch her. Therefore, this is honestly as good as a not guilty verdict because he's not going to do no time. He just has to complete a particular program after a year. Probably got to go to counseling and do community service and all that. But um, I feel like a contender should gamble on Kevin Porter Jr., in my opinion. Now, I do not condone domestic violence in any form, whether it's done to a man or done to a woman. I don't. I feel like people should keep their fucking hands to themselves. But, you know, that NBA power a motherfucker. But since this dude, you know, got like a lesser, pled guilty to a lesser charge and shit, I feel like, you know, a team should gamble. Now, what team should gamble on him is the question. I think Boston Celtics could be a team to give this kid a second chance, in my opinion. Or a Detroit Pistons. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to have Kevin Porter Jr. on the Detroit Pistons right now, in my personal opinion. So, this is a rumor. Just want to let y'all know that this is a rumor. I'm letting you know that right fucking now. So, a close source within the Lakers locker room believes that the primary reason LeBron James did not, will not participate or did not participate in tonight's game with the L, uh, versus the LA Clippers is due to a conflict with Coach Darvin Ham and not an injury to his ankle. Darvin Ham became aware that LeBron privately met with the Lakers leaders to request that Darvin Ham be fired. Therefore, the punishment has been imposed on LeBron. He will have to sit out and apologize to Coach Darvin Ham before considering a return to upcoming games. This is unfortunate and directly impacts the Lakers' championship ambitions this season. The Lakers need LeBron James to ensure victories and the LeBron needs to the Lakers to secure his fifth ring that he's not getting. <laughs> My thoughts on this. This isn't surprising. LeBron James is a coach killer. He's a serial coach killer. I keep telling y'all and this rumor right here. I believe it. This sounds like LeBron James MO because back in the day, he did the same thing to Paul Silas. He did the same thing to Mike Brown. 
He did the same thing to David Black. He did the same thing. He tried to do the same thing to Eric Spolstra. He tried to do uh, Spolstra like that, and they were saying no. He did the same thing. I think I said David Black. He did the same thing to Frank Vogel. And now he's doing it to Darvin Ham. I felt like, oh yeah, I gotta wait on it. I gotta wait on this. I gotta wait on it. Damn it. Yeah, moving on. So, Steven Jackson, right? Made a post dedicated to Donis Haslam. He basically said in his tweet that, you know, when Udonis Haslam got his jersey retired, it was for all the real ones. And Udonis Haslam, alongside Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant and uh, Dirk Nowitzki, were the only ones to play a very long time for their particular franchise. So Udonis Haslam is one of the first role players ever to get their jersey retired within an NBA organization. A lot of people did not agree with the Heat retiring Haslam's jerseys. Now, I'm going to go with what Cam Cameron said on it is what it is. I'm going to say that statistically, no, he didn't deserve his jersey retired, especially when there were other Miami Heat players that did a lot more than him. But however... I feel like for what Udonis Haslam means to the state of Florida, what he means to the Miami Heat culture, and what he means to the uh, Miami Heat organization, I mean, he currently holds a position pause in the Heat organization right now. And so, by those standards, I think he needs his jersey retired. But however, on Steven Jackson's post, Paul Pierce had something to say. He basically said it was given and not earned. And Adonis Haslam <laughs> jabbed back at Paul by saying, you know, I could have chose violence, but when I see you, it's on sight. But I'm going to let you have your opinion, Paul, but it's on. <laughs> yeah, that's Celtics and heat beef, man. It got personal because we know that what started it was basically Ray Allen signing with the Miami Heat, even though they already had a rivalry because, you know, once the Celtics got together, Braun, Wade, and Bosch teamed up to beat them. That was the main reason why they teamed up, so they could beat them. And they eventually ended up beating the Celtics. But that shit was hilarious. Shout out to uh, Paul Udonis and Steven Jackson. Oh, man, this is hilarious. This is via Dave McMinimum. That dude works closely with the Lakers and LeBron. You know, Dave McMinimum is a known bronze sexual and the husband of the toxic Malika Andrews. So we know 
His word is law. I'll give him that. But according to Dave McMenamin, the Los Angeles Lakers are interested in possibly reuniting with Dennis Schroeder and Andre Drummond. My question is, why? Why? I just want to know. I mean, Schroeder is one thing. Schroeder was good on the Lakers. He is a guy, he's a defensive player. I like that about him. He has tenacity. He can hit open shots and stuff. And his him coming back to the Lakers is fine. But Andre Drummond, though? You remember when uh, Drummond first got there? He was Wilt Chamberlain, Abdul-Jabbar Drummond, Andre, head-ass boy. He didn't do shit on the Lakers. It got so bad with Andre Drummond that when the playoffs began, when you actually need Drummond to get rebounds and to keep possessions alive, after game one, he was benched and did not play anymore in that Phoenix Suns series. And this was when um, AD ended up getting hurt. Yeah, people... People forget about that series, but I didn't. And I mean, if I'm the Lakers, I'd bring back Schroeder if I could, but not Drummond. Question is, what are the Lakers going to do? Are they going to use Schroeder as a backup plan in case they get can't get DeJounte Murray? Tristan Thompson ended up getting suspended 25 games for PEDs. Damn it, man. Damn, OG. So that's how you got back in basketball shape so fast after you left the uh, broadcasting booth. Because let me tell you something. Tristan Thompson was a great analyst. He was excellent. When he was um on television. But damn OG Triple OG. You on that Lance Armstrong high. Not them steroids. That's crazy bro. Before we get to the main event. This is the last one right here. DeAndre Ayton said he is a max player that has nothing to prove. <sighs> DeAndre Ayton, I got to ask a question to my audience. Was the did DeAndre Ayton go to a slow class or something? Do you think he has a learning uh disability? Because it's just the shit that he does and says. He talks all this shit about how good he is. But when it's time to be good, he fucking ass. He is butt cheeks. 
for him to be a one number one overall pick, I'm not going to say that he's a draft bust because that would be a reach. I'm going to say that he's a little bit disappointing. Because Aiton should be in Portland, he should be averaging 20 and 13 at the worst. Because you're already on a team that's in the lottery. And from on paper, Aiton's the best player on the Blazers. And from what I've seen this season, he's he's I don't think he's a top five Blazer this year. Because you got to think about it. Anthony Simons is playing better than him. Malcolm Brogdon came in off a trade playing better than him. Um, I said Simons, right? Scoot Henderson is playing better than uh, DeAndre Ayton. Um, what's the boy name? Jeremy Grant is playing better than DeAndre Ayton. Shayton Sharp is playing better than DeAndre Ayton. So you got a guy that might not even be top five on his own goddamn team talking about I'm a max player. You max ass crack. You max sanitation. You max underachiever. The fuck out of here, DeAndre Ayton. Until you can average 21 and 13, bro. Don't say nothing else. About what happened to dominating? Motherfucker, ain't your ass couldn't get to a game because it was too icy outside and they couldn't get your big ass to the fucking arena? This nigga missed a goddamn basketball game because of a snow day. Shaq would have walked his ass to the goddamn arena. Shaq would have took the bus. Shaq would have took a plane. DeAndre Ayton disgusts me, y'all. If y'all couldn't tell, he is just disgusting. Anyway, now we have gotten to the main event. Y'all been patiently waiting just like an A's test. What's the result? Not positive. Who the best? Pac, Naza, Big. Ain't no best. East, West, North, South, Lost, Out, Gritty. I embrace y'all with napalm. Boys left left chest face on. How can Nas be garbage? Send me autos at your college. Burning at the side of the dome. Come out of my dome. I got this. All right, fuck it. Y'all know the drill on the motherfucking kill. I'm a little rusty, but fuck y'all. This afternoon, I did a live on this. And now this is the official version of this report. The Milwaukee Bucks... Fired Adrian Griffin. While his team went 30 and 13. God damn. Them black coaches got it hard, don't they? It's like Jesus. They didn't even let that man last until the trade deadline. They just said. Pack your bags, cause you busted. <laughs> they said, get out, get out, get out of here. 
They that they told Adrian Griffin hit the bricks, dog. <laughs> That's a goddamn shame. I ain't want my man's going out like that. I mean, can you imagine your first job as a head coach? You got to coach Giannis and Damian Lillard. That's a lot of pressure. And everything I said on the live ended up being true. And I'll tell you what it is. So, 43 games into the season, none of the Bucks were sold on Adrian Griffin. Bobby Portis was not sold on Adrian Griffin. Giannis Antetokounmpo was not sold on Adrian Griffin. Damian Lillard was not impressed with Adrian Griffin. They felt like his lack of experience has shown throughout games and tough games at that. You know? And then, you know, you know, you know, the major part of the reason why Adrian Griffin got fired, it was because of the uh, Terry Stott situation. That's that was the beginning of it all, because when Terry Stotts was, was at the practice and whatnot, and he was still talking to the other players on the team. Griffin told Stotts. Come here for a second. And Terry Stotts was like, I'll be over there in a minute. And Adrian Griffin kind of like just was like, nigga, get your ass over here, nigga. And then I guess they got into it. And Terry Stotts resigned as an assistant coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. And that incident was the beginning of it all. And even when they were winning games, the internal issues between, oh yeah, and I forgot Chris Middleton didn't like Adrian Griffin either from what I heard. So a lot of the players and the guys that have been on the Bucks since the championship, they was not feeling this dude. But getting rid of this guy after 43 games was very extreme. But the Bucks wanted experience. And there were some candidates for the coaching job. I felt like the Bucks should have went after Mark Jackson. Should have went after um what's his name? There's another dude. Oh, brought back Terry Stotts, in my opinion, even. As the head coach. But. What ended up happening. Was the Bucks had a high interest in Doc Rivers. And. Just. 30 minutes ago. It was announced. That the Bucks had hired Doc Rivers. To replace. Adrian Griffin. The players feel like he is an upgrade because Doc Rivers won a title with the 2008 Boston Celtics. But here's the problem. 
This current Bucks team is not better than the 2008 Celtics, my nigga. The 2000, the only, Doc Rivers was not the reason why the Celtics won that title. The reason why the 08 Celtics won was simply because you had a lot of captains and a lot of leaders. You had KG, who was a leader. You had Paul Pierce, who was a leader. You had Ray John Rondo, who was a leader. You had Sam Cassell, who was a leader. You had PJ Brown, that was a leader. You got five captains on one team. Now, you could say maybe Giannis has leadership qualities. You can say maybe Bobby Portis has leadership qualities. But I just didn't like this hire. I'm not going to front. I don't like the hire of Doc Rivers. I don't. This man has blown the most 3-1 leads of all time. And I don't want Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo to suffer that same fate. Because Doc Rivers coaching under pressure, like this dude's been a second round out for a very long time. This dude hasn't been back to the to the conference finals in a long time. He just simply hasn't, bro. And I just don't like Doc Rivers as a head coach. Because what if this um what if this experiment fails? Then what? Because you know, <clears throat> you do have to pay Adrian Griffin 4 million the for Four million a year for the next few years, and then you know they they got him for the low. They lucky that they didn't sign him to something like what Monty Williams just got. But I don't like the pick. <clears throat> I would have rather had the Bucks get Mark Jackson, Terry Stotts. Somebody like that. Or I would have um, went with the interim coach until the Lakers fired Darvin Ham. I feel like Darvin Ham was the best coaching fit for this team because Ham had a history with the team. A lot of the players on the Bucks respected him and love him still to this day. They would have loved that move. I would have called the Lakers and been like, look, man. Y'all going to fire Darvin Ham? Then fuck it. I would have got Darvin Ham, <clears throat> in my opinion.
don't necessarily care for the Doc Rivers move. Everybody's excited about this. I'm not excited at all. I'm just like, okay, nigga, let's see if Doc Rivers can handle the pressure. I mean, yes, he's dealt with multiple egos and multiple star players. And yes, he was better equipped than Adrian Griffin, who this was his first coaching job. And that's a fucked up black mark on your resume when you didn't even make it to the all-star break. And it's a shame that another black man lost his job. The way that he lost his job. He got fired on his day off, Craig. How the fuck you gonna get fired on your day off? This is just a damn shame. But I tell you this, if the Bucks don't make the finals, the season is a failure. I understand that Boston is Boston, but this is a different team. You got Damian Lillard now. There's really legitimately no excuses for this team to not at least make the finals. I didn't say the Bucks were going to win the championship. I'm just talking about the finals. All right, y'all. I believe that is everything that I uh, needed to say at this point. This your boy, King Known Uncensored. You're fired. And I'm gone.